the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley. Life is a series of circles and cycles, phases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. James is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the James Cooley Foundation. James is here to equip you to strive for greatness and to overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, James Cooley. Hello, welcome to the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life, and I'm your host, Dr. James J.C. Cooley, and I'm excited about the show today. I'm excited about my guest. Uh, This man is doing so many great things, and he's helping so many people out, you know, and uh, I tell you, when you you have friends like that and you see all the greatness that they are are sowing into others, especially uh, what we're going to talk about today, serving in the prison ministry, I mean, that's just one of the things that this great man does. Uh, but we're going to get all off into all of those things. But I tell you what, before I even get started, I got to always bring my absolutely fantastic executive producer and uh, host, uh, Dr. Michelle Denise Cooley. How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? Wow. You know, I don't know. I, I seem like um, I'm over in downtown Dallas and the weather's not that great here. So we're taking some some hits here. But uh I hope that our, our audience and our listeners and uh, that they can hear uh, this great uh, testimony that we have from this great, great guest of ours today, all the things that he's doing. And uh, yeah, just hopefully that we can maintain the sickness. So Michelle, if we can't, that's coming from you, Ian. You got it. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, uh, this is a very interesting topic that's going to be discussed on the show today. I don't think we ever had a topic like this. And people have heard of, you know, people um, serving and ministering into prison ministries, but we never really uh, talked to someone in debt about it. Do you agree with that? Yeah, we just touch bases, bits and pieces of it. But uh, to have uh, someone uh, like Dr. Pearl Pierce, uh, to come on and, and talk about these topics in detail because Michelle, just as you know, as well as I do, I this is an area that I have always thought about uh, venturing into. And uh, I'm going to uh, hear what the great doc have to say. And, uh, and I tell you, and if you want to be part of this conversation, whether you're listening to it on the radio, if you're on the radio, you can call in at 1-866-577-2473. Whichever ple- mechanism that you're watching it on, whether E360 TV, YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, all you have to do is just go to the comments. Great. That's just great doc. Any question that you like, and I promise you, I get you. I get you in. Michelle, why don't you tell our viewers and our listeners the title of the show, the purpose of the show, and introduce this great doctor to everybody. Yes. Well, the title of the show is Serving in Prison Ministry, and we're going to welcome back our guest, getting to know the background of pastor, servant, and leader, Dr. Pearl Pierce, and talk about why and how he got involved in prison ministry and what types of people are involved in ministry in, within the prison system, and is it for everyone, and talk about any challenges or fears involved when walking into a maximum security prison. So let's um, talk a little bit about our guest today. He is a return turning guest, powerful, driven, bold, compassionate. If one were to describe the character of Dr. Pierce, these words plus so many more would not do him justice. In 2005, Dr. Pierce established a non-denominational organization, Ambassadors for Christ Worldwide Ministries, where he leads the movement to assist families in need from financial blessings to personal counseling. In 2012, Dr. Pierce was called to pastor and he established Kingdom Life Church Worldwide Ministries in Decatur, Georgia. And on April 29, 2012, the first service was held with a foundation built on love. You know, here at Kingdom Life Christian Center, Dr. Pierce teaches that ministry extends beyond the walls of the church. We must go above and beyond the call of duty. We must lend a helping hand to those in need. Prayer is necessary and effective in this hour. 
And he also accepted the invitation when summoned to join a mass of leaders from all over the world in Brunswick, Georgia, on Friday, November 19, 2021, during the course of Amin Arbery. The prayers of the righteous availed much, and the outcome of the trial was proof that the prayers bombarded heaven, and God heard the cries of the heart of his leaders pouring out. He's been married to First Lady Tony Pierce for over 30 years, and they share the legacy of two daughters and one son. There's so much to talk about with this man. He's got an extensive resume and background, but we're going to welcome back to the show Dr. Pastor Pearl Pierce. Thank you. Thank you all so much. Thank you, Dr. Welcome back, brother. Welcome back. Welcome back. Man, it's been too long. But I thank you for this opportunity. Oh, man. You know, uh, love you, man. Love you. Love your enthusiasm. Love all the great things that you're doing. And, uh, you know, just keep uh, sowing into uh, all of these great folks out there and, uh, you know, saving lives. Doc, uh, can you tell our our viewers and our listeners a little bit about you uh, that might have not uh, already saw you on the show before? Okay. Um, you know, I was my, my roots started in Wilmington, North Carolina, um, uh, but I was raised in Brooklyn, New York, in a section of Brooklyn called Bed-Stuy. Um, and, you know, if anyone knows anything about Bed-Stuy from the 60s, 70s, 80s, whatever, you know what it was all about. The slogan there was Bed-Stuy, do or die. And, um, you know, I, I think I've run into people who saw the Biggie Smalls uh, uh, documentary and they would bring that up to me. I said, well, before there was a Biggie, we, we existed a long time ago. But, um, you know, I, I, I grew up in an area that was was a poor area. You know, when you know about Best Eye, it was a it was a very poor, but it, there was a lot of criminal activity going on. And I saw a lot of things really as a kid I shouldn't have seen, you know, from drug addicts with the needles still in their, in their arms, you know, because when I was growing up, you know, heroin was really big and you had a lot of guys coming back from Vietnam. And so it wasn't anything that there was nothing that you didn't see. And a lot of the guys who, you know, who were like my heroes, you know, when I was a little boy later on in life, they wound up, you know, getting hooked on the drugs, et cetera. And of course, incarceration followed after that. Wow. You know, so yes, but a, a pastor from a, I mean, you do so many things. Uh, you, you're a faith leader, you're a pastor, you're a servant, uh, uh, and, and so many, many more. Uh, are there any challenges trying to balance all of these different hats? And I, I, I call them hats because that's just inside a person and they're going to do the right thing. Anyway. Well, you know, to be honest with you, brother, yes, sometimes it can become very difficult. And that's why I thank God that he's given me the helpmate that I have that can see when I'm tired or remind me, listen, if you don't rest, you're not going to be worth anything to anybody, not even yourself. So uh, it, at times it can, can become very uh, it can become a bit much, but through the grace of God, you know, I'm I'm learning as I mature, you know, what I can do and what I can't do. And I'm also learning how sometimes I have to say no to some people, you know, and 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 actually take care of me so that I can do my, 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 my Lord and Savior's work. Wow. You know, so, Doc, uh, we talking about uh, serving in the prison, but uh, from a, a, a man that had been hard, been in prison before, does this give uh, you uh, a lot more insight on the needs that uh, a lot of us brothers and sisters are uh, struggling with and uh, in getting out and then next thing you know they're back in there. What are some of the things that you have learned that uh, are it's also encouraging others to understand themselves, find out who they are and to live the best life that they can? You know, one of the things that I, I've learned, you know, we always talk about how the recidivism rate is real high. Well, what you got to understand is guess what? Usually when a, a, a brother or sister get out of prison, where are they going? Right back to their old neighborhood. So therefore, they may have tried to change while incarcerated, but the neighborhood hasn't changed. So what ha- what I what I found out in my life, I just had to make a move. You know, I had to get out of the environment that I was in because it was not conducive to me becoming who God ordained me to be. Um, but at the same time, when you you know behind the wall is a totally different thing. I hear people say this all the all the time. They say, "No, someone is going to do that." T- you know, somebody goes to the joint, just do your time. That sounds real good, but the reality of it is, it's not that simple because there's, there's always going to be someone who doesn't like the, who just doesn't like something about you. Then what you got to do, you got to handle your business. Wow, you know, so uh, some of the the uh, we're going to talk about the ministry. You know, first of all, what made you decide that you this is what I want to do. This is part of what I want want to do, and this is what God want me to do. You know, 
I, I always would hear people talking about people that were incarcerated, how they were no good, they were a minister to society, and all this good stuff. But again, it goes back to something you stated earlier about when you're behind the wall, you see good people. You see people that need help. They just don't, they don't know how to get the help, and there's not, there usually are not the resources to help them because, again, they've been labeled by society as outcasts. So guess what? Nobody wants to deal with what? An outcast. So there had to be someone who was willing to say, you know what? There's good people behind the wall, and I'm going to try to help as many of those brothers and sisters that I possibly can. I can't save everybody, but there'll be that one individual that I can help change their lives. So therefore, I'm going to do whatever it takes for me to do, because guess what? There was someone who helped to transform my life. You know, even when I was back in the day, there was a gentleman, he said these words. He said, if you keep doing what you're doing, you're going to be here for life. Now, I didn't change and become a Christian or anything like that, but you know what it did? It stuck in my mind. And he gave me a little green, you know, one of the uh, I can, one of the little green Bibles, you know. And nobody ever saw me read it, but at night I would open that thing and look at it, you know. And so you, there's got to be those individuals who are willing to just go the extra mile. And you know something? Think about this, brother. Think about how many people who have been incarcerated for years and were eventually found what innocent. There are a lot of folks behind the wall that are, that are, that have been that are innocent. They don't deserve to be there. But guess what? If you if you if you if you seem to fit a certain criteria, man, you you're in trouble. You're in trouble. Hey, Doc, I want you to hold that thought. We got to take a station break, but the excitement is already there already. You know, so if you want to be part of this conversation, all you have to do is just go to the phone line dial one eight six six five seven seven two four seven three or whichever mechanism that you watch this on. Go to the comments. Ask this great doctor any questions that you like. We'll be back shortly after break. Yes, your life. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. Hi, I'm Todd Pyrrhic, the producer of The James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And in the new audio version of his book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join James as he shares his true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. Get the new audio version of his book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by Dr. James Cooley on Amazon.com or wherever books are sold. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. And we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley, available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. FM 96.1 North County and AM 1170 San Diego. The answer. Life is a series of circles and cycles, phases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. Dr. James Cooley is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the J.C. Cooley Foundation. Dr. Cooley is here to equip you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, Dr. James Cooley. Oh, welcome back to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. And I tell you, uh, we, we're taking some hits here uh, in Dallas. Mm-hmm. And uh, Michelle, uh, you might have to pick it up because I might have to switch networks. 
But we got this great, great guest, and I tell you, he's putting it down already. And uh, we're going to talk about the prison ministry. Uh, we uh, we left off at uh, what uh, what was that point where it, God told him that this is something that I want you to do. And uh, we got my great friend here, Dr. Pastor Pearl Pierce. And uh, Pastor, man, just, just every time I get a chance to chat with you, man, it's just so motivating and just so inspiring. You know, so I uh, want to pick it up again with the prison ministry and uh, talk a little bit more about that. Some of the things that that uh, we do, uh, what that you do when you're ministering in, 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 the, in the ministry. You know, I wanted to also say this prison ministry started out kind of funny for me. I went to speak at a church in Monticello, Georgia. And after I finished speaking at the engagement, there was a gentleman by the, by the name of uh, Brack Pound. He asked me, it's about, been about 10 years ago now. He said, listen, he said, would you consider going to, to the prison to minister? And I said, sure. And I thought it would be that one time and that was it. Well, that wasn't it. And I've been doing it ever since. And it was interesting because the prison that I went to here in Georgia is called Jackson Diagnostic State Prison. It's actually where Death Row is located at here in Georgia. Mm-hmm. And it's a maximum security prison. And... Uh, the rest has been history. Wow. Pastor Pierce, is serving in the prison ministry, is it for everyone? If yes, fine. But if not, can you explain? It, it's, it's not, Michelle. I can tell you that right now um, because you, you're going you're, you're to be dealing with a, uh, a different types of personalities, first of all, when it comes to the inmates, right? Mm-hmm. And some inmates are going to try you. And um, of course, most of the prisons that I go to are maximum security prisons. So when those gates start clacking behind you, um, it can be an eerie feeling to those who've never been in a prison. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just it's just so different because, you know, first of all, a lot of the inmates, they know the word of God. Right. So mm-hmm. you not, you can't come in there, you, you know, preaching like you do up in a church or, you know, you know, whatever. And they also have got to do what? Get to know you, get to trust you. Because you've got to develop a relationship. And, and the other thing is, a lot of the brothers and sisters, they can smell fear. You know? Um, so it's not for everybody. Because I've taken individuals there with me. And um, they went once. But they didn't go back again. Uh, they, were, they were like, nah, this isn't for me. Because once you walk into that sanctuary at one of the prisons. But I'll use Jackson as an example. Um, mm-hmm. Once you walk in there, you've got, say, 200 men in there. They close that steel door. And there might be one correctional officer in there. And you don't know who's really in that room. You, you understand? Mm-hmm. And anything could jump off. So you just got to, as the word of God says, you got to walk by faith, not by sight. And mm-hmm. you just got to know, hey, I'm here serving Big Daddy. And I'm not concerned about what anybody's going to do or what anybody's going to say. You know, and that's just how it's got to be. So it's not for everyone. You know, it just isn't. You said something interesting. You mentioned correctional officers. Besides the prisoners, do you also minister to the correction officers there as well? It's funny you say that because when they're in there and I'm when they're in that what we call the sanctuary there, mm-hmm. I'm talking to both them and and the inmates. Because mm-hmm. let me tell you something. I know what I know about some of them, you know? See, the Bible says that none of us are righteous, right? So that mm-hmm. means that we're all dealing with something. I don't mm-hmm. we, we don't I, I don't know what the, your something is, but you're dealing with something that you need to be encouraged on or that you need to be delivered from or convicted of, you know? So I'm preaching, I'm talking to everybody. And I just call it, you know, Bible rap sessions, you know, where, because I just believe this. If you're in that room, it's intended by God for you to be in that room to hear something that can help transform your life. Wow. You know, sometimes there's a stigma out there about, you know, people who are, you know, you know, serving in a, you know, ministering in a, in a prison ministry capacity. But I think we forget that there are people everywhere, including those who are in prison, who need healing. You know, they may know the word of God, but they also need to know that somebody cares to come and preach, motivate, educate, whatever you're going to do. Can you kind of discuss that? You you know, it's funny you say what you say, because there's a scripture. It's in the book of Matthew. I know it's chapter 25, right? Mm-hmm. And, 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 and Christ is speaking. He says, when when I was in prison, you didn't come see me. You know, when where was Paul and Silas at? They were in the bottom of a what? Prison. 
but they needed to be encouraged. So, yes, there are a lot of people that may know the word of God, but they still need to be what? Encouraged. They need to be given something called what? Hope. They need to be given hope. Because, again, I said this and I said every time people don't know what goes on behind the wall. Mm-hmm. They just don't. You know, you can be in that sanctuary and that be your that sanctuary is your place of peace. But when you leave that sanctuary, the things that you may have to deal with, those outside here don't have a clue. So, we, yes, it's imperative that they be given hope. It's imperative that they understand that, listen, you are God's. You know, James said something and he was speaking and he said something about the a masterpiece. You know, the Bible says in the book of Ephesians 2 and 10 that we are God's what? Masterpiece. See, mm-hmm. I might be in prison, but I'm still God's masterpiece. He just has to come fix me up a little bit because I messed up somewhere. But who hasn't? That's the, that's the key to this whole thing. Who hasn't messed up? You know, it's just that sometimes we want to categorize everything or categorize uh, different people. But the truth of the matter is, man, we're all God's children and we all need some help. We all mess up. You know, it's just that they got caught or whatever they were doing. And what the bottom line is, like you said, we do need to make sure that we're encouraging these brothers and sisters. I just had a young lady, uh, Michelle, get out of prison after eight years. Mm-hmm. And I constantly, you know, I would go to the very, it's a prison here in Georgia called Whitworth. And she mm-hmm. was at another place called Lee Arendelle. They, it's the old Alto. And, and, it, and it was so beautiful when she did get out for her to contact me and tell her people how grateful she was that somebody, what, cared. You know, because sometimes people start, they'll come see you initially. Mm-hmm. And after a while, they, well, I'll go see them. And then all of a sudden, eventually they stop going to see you. But in prison ministry, you've got to be real about this thing. Because, you, again, you're building a relationship. You're building trust. And these inmates, if they really, if they, you know, even those that don't know the word, if you ever want them to listen to you or hear what you're saying, they've got to trust you. They've got to trust you. I know you mentioned about building, you have to build a relationship. And um, has have you ever had a situation or situations where, you know, you're trying to minister to someone, and, and but they don't want to be helped? Yes. That's why I said earlier, when you go to these prisons, you, you know, there's a lot of individuals there, and you want to speak to everybody, but the reality of it is you can't save what? Everybody. That's just how it is. And um, but you still when you see that brother or sister, you still let them know that you what that you love them because that right. Because a lot of you got to understand a lot of these young brothers and sisters that are incarcerated. They come from single home, you know, single parent homes. Uh, they don't hear the word. I love you. Uh, if you tell them that you love them, they think you, you're trying to game on them or scheme on them. So, you know, you, it's got to be a consistent thing. And, but again, you've got to be consistent and you're coming to see them. Wow. Besides, um, do you minister in men's prisons only, or you also do women as well? I do both. Um, oh. I do both. I do. But what we what we've now started at Kingdom Life Christian Center, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've got the women. Some of the women now mm-hmm. going to some of the minimum security prisons. I wasn't mm-hmm. going to send them to the women max because they might not go back ever again. But I did send them to some of the minimum security prisons because I want them to understand how those ladies appreciate them showing up because it shows that somebody still cares about me and they haven't forgotten about me. And it was so cool because my wife and some other ladies, they, you know, there was about 20 ladies that were going to go. But when it came down to actually going, mm-hmm. only about five of them went. And some of the ladies said, you know, they were scared. And that's why I sent them to a max, a minimum security prison. But then when my wife and some of the ladies got back, they said, listen, these ladies were appreciative of us coming to see them, you know. And we're going to be doing something for Mother's Day at one of the women's prisons here. And uh, we just, and uh, for Christmas, we did something get down at uh, the maximum security prison here for the brothers on death row um, to let them know that they haven't been forgotten. I'm glad you mentioned that. I'm going to. Um, go back to um, Dr. James Cooley, but uh, you mentioned death row, and there's, there's a couple of questions I want to address with you um, after the commercial break. Um, Dr. Cooley, it's all yours. Yes, yes. we got about a minute uh, before the break, but uh, one thing that you said, uh, Doc, was uh, that regardless of what we do, we all make mistakes. Anybody that says that they don't, uh, they're lying. And everybody deserves a second chance and have a, a chance for forgiveness, uh, not just 
from uh, the crime that they meant I'm talking about from uh, 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 committing a sin with God. And we all have to face those things. And to many, that's a challenge uh, to be able. And uh, a lot of people probably think that is becoming vulnerable to admit that, hey, I need help. God, I, I, I made this mistake. Can you can you uh, touch base on that a little bit? Well, you know, I think, you know, how the Bible says that that his mercies are new every day. Right. Right. So it, it should never be a situation where we're afraid to to say that, Lord, I need you because we all need him. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're a bishop, whatever the case may be. You need you. Need, there's a word. There's a biblical word called justification. It means that God, our, our our slate has been what clean. God has forgiven us. And, and that's the one thing that we must always remember. And that's what I tell the brothers in the prisons. Listen, you did what you did. But guess what? You serve a God that can do what? Forgive you. I said, that's the cool thing. He'll take your sins and throw them as far as the east is from the west. And he'll remember them no more. And in essence, I tell them he won't do like man will do. Man will bring your stuff up later on. God says, nah, it's, it's a done deal. Wow. That is, is so true. And I tell you, we're going to take a station break. But Doc, Doc. I can't wait to get back to pick up this topic. And I tell you, our viewers and listeners out there, if you want to be part of this conversation, pick up the phone. And you can dial 1-866-577-2473. Or you can go to the comments and ask this great doc any question you like. Remember, it's your life. We'll be back shortly after the break. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. There's much truth in a journey that ain't over yet as all of us journey through life's precious gift of time, just like I have. Hi, I'm Todd Pyrrhic, the producer of The James Cooley Show. It's your life. And in the new audio version of his book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join James as he shares his true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. This is a must listen for anyone who thinks they're stuck in life or needs to understand that their current situation is not their final destination. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet, is the unfiltered truth to provide hope for the future by challenging you to refuse to become a victim of life's circumstance and dare to become an overcomer because a bigger, better, and more impactful life awaits you. Get the new audio version of his book, Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by Dr. James Cooley on Amazon or wherever books are sold. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Hi, I'm Todd Pyrrhic, the producer of The James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And in the new audio version of his book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join James as he shares his true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. Get the new audio version of his book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by Dr. James Cooley on Amazon.com or wherever books are sold. Streaming now on the Answer San Diego app and odyssey.com. Life is a series of circles and cycles, phases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. Dr. James Cooley is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the J.C. Cooley Foundation. Dr. Cooley is here to equip you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, Dr. James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to the James Cooley Show. It's your life, and uh, I, I tell you, we're talking about today. We're talking about uh, serving in prison ministry, and uh, we got my great friend here, uh, Doctor Pastor Pierce, uh, that's uh, sharing some of the things that that he ministered in, in the prisons. And, uh, and as you heard, you say he ministered at both men and women prison, and it's always a, a lesson to be learned, a lesson to be taught. And uh, saving lives and reforming lives. Mm. Most importantly, getting people to refocus on some of the bad decisions that they might have 
made and and to you know write those decisions through doing the right things and having the right mindset. You know, so uh if you want to be part of this conversation, then pick up the phone, dial one eight six six five seven seven two four seven three or I'll go to the comments and ask any question that you like. And uh Doc, I think we was talking about uh uh right before the break, you was uh, was talking about death row. Uh, as it relates to that, can you pick that up? Because uh, that's a very interesting uh, topic I want to hear about. Plus, we got Dr. Clem that's going to ask you a couple of questions in a minute. Uh, so let, let's start with that. You know, death row is, I can't even begin to explain to you what it's like. Uh, I, mean, I mean, it's a different aura when you go on death row. First of all, the, the, the first thing that I would tell anybody who's going to, to minister on death row, do more listening than talking. You know, l- listen to what the brothers have to say or want to say, and they'll let you know what they want to talk about, you know, if they really even want to talk. You know, uh, the biggest thing with death row is just showing up, and sometimes when you show up, you know, you have some brothers that want to talk about the word of God, and you let them know, listen, this 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 place down here is temporary anyway. And because you are now a born a born again believer, you've got a place in the kingdom. Matter of fact, there's a chair reserved just for you. And uh, no matter what people may say, God has that chair reserved for you. And remember something: don't ever allow your past to poison your future, because your future looks bright with you. And because they already have accepted the fact that they're going to 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 die, you know, they've accepted that fact, you know. But again, it's a it's an eerie place, you know, because, you know, when you have to go there and be there with a, a brother, because there was actually a, a brother who I went to college with. Uh, and I, I didn't even know he was on death row. And I just happened to walk down and there he was. And when he saw me, of course, you know, we you know we started talking and everything. And um, um, but he found Christ, you know, he found Christ in his life. And, um, you know, I had a chance to see to go to the death house you know, to see the cell that they were going to give him prior to the execution. And, this, you know, they have a phone, uh, you know, they got a phone in the cell and all that good stuff because, you know, the day before the execution, the prison shut down because you have his family coming in to visit. And they want to make sure that his family is able to, to to come in and there's no there's no movement in the prison because, you know, when this getting ready to be an execution, uh, the other inmates, they you know, of course, that's that's a brother to them. So things can go off and everything. So that's why they like it. Wow. But it's, 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 it's different. You know, again, I don't, I I don't take many people on death row. Um, Mm -hmm. My main chaplain of the prison, Mm -hmm. um, Donna Jackson, who's a gentleman by the name of Bernard Miller, who's the chief chaplain of the prison. Cause I'm at all kinds of prisons. I'm everywhere. And uh, it's just, it's amazing how you'll have some individuals who will who will come and accept Christ, and then you'll have some who will tell you to kiss their thank you, thank you, thank you. You know what I mean? It's 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 either or. There's no in between. Wow. Um. Uh, when you for uh, how does how I'm sure that affects you in a certain way, Doctor Pierce. I mean. You know, we're all human and just, and you know, you minister, you just want to give somebody, how do you, and then you, and you talk about the, um, this is temporary. God has a place for us, but what do you say to those who are just don't want anything to do with hope or the word? Do you, how do you respond to that? Do you just listen? As, as I said earlier, I listen to them mm-hmm. and what I'll do, I'll talk to them about something they want to talk about. They okay. might want to talk about football. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll talk about football, but then I'll, I'll slip something in and say, man, man, God's an awesome God. Look at this brother who's playing football. Man, you know, he's blessed. So I always shoot something in there on the sly, mm-hmm. you know, and and it, that's that's how you have to, you've got to use wisdom. As the Bible mm-hmm. talks about godly wisdom, you've got to use, because everybody just ain't going to accept what you want to bring. It's just like there's some foods you don't like. Some things they just don't want to hear. So that's why you have to know a little bit of something about everything from sports, whatever the case may be, and just be there. Because once once they feel that you're interested in what they want to talk about, 
mm-hmm. then they might become interested in listening to what you have to talk about. You know, I'm curious. So when you go, when you um, have your uh, schedule to go to the prison, right, to minister, can you walk us through it? Like how far in advance do you have to let um, the facility know? And what happens once you get in there? Do they set up a room? As a ch- I mean, we just want to know because we, we don't know the steps. Usually what happens when I go down to Jackson, every second Sunday I preach down, you know, I, I speak at Jackson. Mm-hmm. You know, at least before COVID hit. So yeah. what I normally do now, I can go any day of the week, mm-hmm. you know, because they they know who I am. Mm-hmm. But when I go to the other prisons, I have to set up like two weeks in advance. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, you got to go in and, and, you know, I have my ID and everything that says I'm a, you know, state chaplain. So I'll go through and, you know, go through all the, you know, security stuff and everything. And they'll, in some cases, they'll set up a private room. Mm-hmm. But in some places, they want it set up where, the people that's in the monitoring room can see everything mm-hmm. to make sure that I don't try to do, do anything with contraband or because right now, you know, we have all the cell phones in prisons. Yes. You, you see. So they, don't, you know, of course we know that usually that's the case of the COs bringing, you know, who, well, whoever's bringing it in. Okay. But they'll make sure that I'm not trying to give somebody some contraband or whatever the case may be. So, you know, especially like I said, you got all these cell phones and everything in the prison and you know, they, they think they know who, does what whatever, but you just mm-hmm. never know who might. But in most cases, they'll set up a room where me or the brother or me and the sister. But again, now you know there's a camera somewhere. Yes, you know, you know there's a camera somewhere um, and everything. But I went to. I tell you, I went to. There's an old prison here that they just closed out called Reesville, and it was the oldest prison here in the state of Georgia. And I had to go visit uh, a young man who was in the hole, and it was one of the most intriguing things I've ever seen. Now you got to understand Reedsville was built back in 1930 something. So when you go down in the hole of Reedsville, the ventilation is terrible. So they had to have a big old, one of those big, I mean, a huge fan at the end. But yet when they brought the young man out to visit me, if you can imagine a cage and the cage is big enough to fit two people, but it's got the the wiring and everything to divide the cage, Mm -hmm. you know, they had him on one side of the cage and we're in the same cage, but it's divided. So I'm on one side, he's on the other side, but what they forgot to do, there was a little door at the very bottom, you know, a little one of those little, not very, it's very small door at the bottom and they forgot to to close that door. So what that did, that enabled us to hold hands and pray Mm -hmm. because normally that wouldn't have happened. But, you know, of course what they have done in the last couple of months, they've closed Reesville down because you had other inmates who were able to get into other uh, inmates' cell. And you know yeah. the rest of the story, you know. And because uh, they had one gentleman, they they set him afire. Mm-hmm. So, it, it, again, it's not for everybody. And that's mm-hmm. what we asked the question earlier, Michelle, because anything can jump off while you're there. One, one evening at Jackson, um, you, you know, we had an older inmate and a younger inmate. Mm-hmm. And the older inmates, you know, they, these young kids come in, they, they're loud, mm-hmm. real loud. And mm-hmm. the older inmate didn't like all the noise. And he cut the kid's throat. Wow. So, so you have to just be prepared for anything. And um, just got, you just, you just got to be ready for anything. You can't be no loosey goosey mm-hmm. where you don't think something could jump down because you're there. Cause it can. And I think with me, it's, 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 you know, going through all the training that I did when I was as a, as a fighter and the Marines and mm-hmm. coming from somewhere like Bed-Stuy in Brooklyn, you know, you, you kind of seen everything, mm-hmm. you know, it helps tremendously. It helps, it helps tremendously, but you just have to be prepared for anything because anything can go, go off at any appointed time. Wow. I'm going to um, take a step back. I know um, we got Dr. Clem and Dr. I'm going to leave this to Dr. Cooley. Yeah. Additional questions. Dr. Cooley. Dr. Pierce, okay, can, you, can, you, can you guys hear me now? Yeah. I said, I was just sitting here taking all of this in, what you was talking about, Doc. And I understand that it's not for everybody. And that, um, but but it is for the selected few. That means that when God placed that on your heart, uh, that you have to obey him and you have to go and share the message yes, yes. with who, whoever. You know, so uh, I commend you for that. And, and I know Dr. Clem has 
Dr. Clement Johnson, who's on, has talked to me a couple of times about, hey, how, how do we get into how we get involved in the prison ministry? How do we get involved in these things? Clem, uh, what, what are your thoughts on that? Yes, uh, uh, great, great hearing from you today. It's, uh, it's been eye opening and uh, kind of um, kind of illuminating to hear uh, your firsthand acknowledgement of the ministry. Thank you, um, you, you know, I've been I've, I've been trying to um, get myself up to uh, be involved in, I'm not a minister, I'm not a preacher, but um, uh, I do have uh, some relationship uh, with the prison system in the past. Yes. And, and, and found that relationship uh, to lead me to uh, the, same, the same things that you're saying, is that these young men need somebody that cares uh, I had I had an instance where uh, I had a family member in prison for about six years, and you know going to visit them every weekend and just the joy to see uh, the other inmates uh, when they would look at my wife and myself, and us showing up every weekend. It it it's, it, it it got to the point where they were just as happy to see me show up on the weekends to see my son as my son was. And, yes. and and we didn't communicate, but they would just look over and they would see us, and you know we'd have our hot dog and stuff like that. But the gap that I have is um, uh, getting involved. Um, I've been saying this for years, but I haven't taken the next step, mainly because I don't know what that next step is into becoming. Now, what state are you in? I'm in California, down in San Diego. What, there, there should be under the uh, like here we have the Georgia Department of Correction GDOC. Yes. Um, they have volunteer. What you do, you can go whatever California. They have volunteer services. They should have a, a place somewhere on their website for volunteer services, uh, and, and you go up under there, and then that should direct you to your next step. Hey Doc, hold that thought because we got to take a station break, and uh, when we come back, we're gonna we're gonna talk about uh, get from you how a person can go about getting into the prison ministry as a volunteer, or etc. And so if you want to be part of this conversation, this great, 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 great conversation with Dr. Pierce, all you do is just go to the comments of whichever platform you watch this on or pick up the phone dial one 2473 It's your life. I'm Dr. James J.C. Cooley. We'll be back shortly after the break. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. And we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. The Answer, San Diego. Streaming now on smart speakers and odyssey.com. 
Life is a series of circles and cycles, phases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. Dr. James Cooley is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the J.C. Cooley Foundation. Dr. Cooley is here to equip you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, Dr. James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to the James Cooley Show. It's your life, and I tell you, this is a, a an amazing discussion that we're having as relate to serving in, in prison ministry. And uh, wow, you know, it's so much that I just learned today from listening to uh, Doctor Pierce. And um, I tell you, it, it makes you want to get involved because everybody, everybody has a purpose, uh, regardless of what mistakes that they might have made in life. We all make mistakes. Yes, but uh, just like I mentioned earlier, we need a, everybody deserves a second chance. Everybody deserves to uh, find understanding. Everybody deserves to be able to excel even when you're in, in prison. And so to me, that's, that's so important uh, that uh, we don't just look at people as animals or whatever that is because they are human beings that might have made mistakes. And I tell you, if you got a, a comment or anything on that, why don't you just uh, pick up the phone, dial one 2473 or go to the comments and ask this question, ask uh, this great doctor in the question that you like. Hey, Dr. Cooler, there's something you just said about Excel. You know, the the... the the, the interesting thing that is, I'm sure, is different from California to Georgia, compared to Georgia. Georgia doesn't have a whole lot of programs for the inmates. Georgia is one of those states that does more housing than educating. So what happens? The educational process that happens in the prison system down here is you become a better, you know, a, a better inmate per se as for how you do what you do. You, you see what I'm saying? They don't have a lot of educational programs down here. So, you know, that's why Georgia has been considered more of a housing uh, 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 penal system than anything. And that's why every prison system is is violent and depending where you are. But this one down, this system down here is is crazy. And that's why, again, you have to, if if you have been called to do prison ministry, you've got to be there to give these kids that hope because behind those walls, it is, it's jacked up. You know, and that's the travesty of it is even some of the minimum security prisons now. Like you, you, you heard me say earlier how they had closed down Reesville, well, which was a maximum security, which was the worst in the state of Georgia. So you got to move these people to somewhere. Right. So what you do sometimes because an individual knows how to act good, you know, you send them to one of these minimum securities. The next thing you know, that minimum security prison starts taking on a totally different personality. Wow. That makes sense. That makes a whole lot of sense. Hey, Dr. Clem, you had a question that you had prior to the break. And, and uh, Doc, I think you started to ask the question about requirements of being a volunteer. Uh, I'm sure that each state got their own different requirements. So can you can we talk about that a little bit? I, you know, like I was saying earlier, I mean, as I was telling my brother, Dr. Clem, I'm sure if you go to the volunteer section of the California Department of Corrections, they'll have, you know, some forms that you can fill out. Um, because I think every prison system is always looking for volunteers because there's a shortage of COs basically everywhere, you know, because, you know, the generations of today, think about this. You know, prisons have always been prisons, but the, the generation of today, they believe in more of the, they, the uh, how can I put it? You remember back in the old, well, in the prison in the old days, everybody, it was to see who had the best hands, right? Now these kids, because you got cell phones, right? They don't want anybody videoing them getting their behind whipped. So what they'll do now, all these kids is love to make what? Shanks. So that's why they're killing each other and cutting each other up because nobody wants to do it the old-fashioned way anymore. Wow. Uh, Clem, you got a question? Um, uh, I think my question was asked, but I'll just expound on it um, uh, because, as I said before, I'm not a minister. But uh, going into a correctional facility here in California, CCRC, uh, California Rehabilitation Center, um, since I'm not a ministry, how, how, how should I approach them as into 
what I can do uh, when I when I go into a prison uh, to communicate with the prison population. My gap is what, what I don't do you know do? how I can approach it. You, you know, the bottom line is that in essence, Dr. Clinton, we're all ministers in our own little way, right? So the biggest thing is that we you need to just let them know. Listen, I just want, however I can, whatever I can do to help them out, be it educational, because you know have the GED programs or whatever the case may be. You take those little steps like that. And before you know it, you got a classroom of individuals trying to get a GED. And guess what you're doing? You're teaching them and you're encouraging them. You, you see what I'm saying? So just just when you when you're doing your paperwork, listen, in any capacity whatsoever, and I guarantee you there'll be something that you can do, especially with the educational stuff and all that good stuff. They will they will work, they'll work you in somehow or another. Believe what I tell you. It just happened to be that I'm a pastor. It just believe me, even if I wasn't a pastor, this is what I'd be doing. Because like I said, uh, I just have a compassion because I understand and I know the suffering that some inmates go through while incarcerated. You know, I've seen I've seen some stuff. I, I would you know, we were supposed to be going down to Jackson today, uh, myself and about six kids that play in the NFL, because once a year we I take some of these kids with me. So that they can at least give their testimonies how, you know, they what they went through to get to where they are. And just let the inmates know, listen, man, we haven't forgotten you. And, and I know you think that we're these superstars and we're big headed, but w- we care about people. And what it also does, it lets the athletes see how blessed they really are. Because there's a certain part of uh, Jackson that's called the K-Pod. And the K-Pod is an area where you have inmates housed who have killed while in prison. And if you see the size of those cells, some of the kids that I take, they can't even, they couldn't even turn. They're so big. So it lets them see, man, I'm blessed. And it also lets them bring a word once they come outside to say, listen, y'all don't want to go there. You know, Doc, this has been so interesting. And we're down to the last minute of the show. Uh, real quickly, 30 seconds. This, what what a couple of takeaways that you want our listeners, our viewers to get from this. I want our viewers to understand if they got if they have a relative that's incarcerated, don't forget about that individual. Go see that individual. They might they need you, no matter if they say they do or don't, they need you. So please go see your relative or a friend or whatever the case may be. And if you have the time, go volunteer at some of the prisons. I guarantee you you can be a difference maker. Hey Doc, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show. Thank you, Clem. Thank you, uh, Dr. Michelle Cooley, for always putting together great shows. I tell you what, uh, this is so interesting. Doc, you got a standing invitation on the show. You already know that. You know, but uh, I want to leave my audience one thing. Always have an open heart, dream big, think big, and be big at everything that you do. We'll be back tomorrow, same time. It's your life from Dr. James Cooley. Thanks for joining us for The James Cooley Show. It's your life. To learn more about Dr. James Cooley and how you can support the show or become a guest, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Join James for more motivation and inspiration to help you become equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. This has been It's Your Life with Dr. James Cooley, where you learn how to dream big, think big, and be big in everything you do. It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com